Hello, and welcome to The Joy Within, where we're eliminating negativity one thought at a time. I'm Kyle Greenfield, and I'll be your guide as we explore how to be calm, confident, and happy in our crazy modern world. Join us each week as we dive into some of the biggest ideas in spirituality and personal development. We'll learn what it takes to gain control of your own mind, master your mood, and navigate the many ups and downs along the way. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started so you can become the calm, confident, and happy person you truly deserve to be. Hello, and welcome back to the Joy Within's podcast. For the final episode in our series on the five ways negative thoughts are secretly controlling your life and what you can do about them. Over the last few episodes, we've looked at stress, doubt, internal criticism, and external criticism. And today, we're talking about overactive thoughts. Honestly, I think that this one is a huge problem for a lot of people, but something we very rarely acknowledge or address. And the quick test for this is to ask, what comes to mind when you think about a person with overactive thoughts? Chances are, you're thinking about someone with ADD, or someone who's having a manic episode, or maybe even just someone who's had a few too many cups of coffee. Maybe they feel wired and are pacing around excessively. But I want to suggest that this category has a much broader base than that. So the real question is, have you ever felt unfocused, scattered, or disorganized? And I think if you ask that question, the answer probably for almost everyone is yes. I mean, who hasn't felt scattered or unfocused at some point? And I think if you ask the question in that way, it helps also to kind of take the stigma away from what we usually think of as someone who has an overactive mind. So keep that in mind and know that when I'm talking about having an overactive mind, that that's what I mean. It's something that, for most of us, comes and goes. And it might depend on what you're doing or how much you have to get done that day. But it can also just be a bit of a random annoyance. For example, you might be focused intently on something, and then you look up to think about the next step for a moment. And before you realize it, you realize that you've just been staring out the window for the last couple of minutes. And you have to jolt yourself back into focusing on your work. I mean, hasn't everyone had this feeling? Like I said, I think that we've all been there at some point. And that leads us to two questions. Why is this negative? And what can you actually do about it? The reason that I consider these overactive thoughts to be negative, even if on the surface they don't seem harsh or they don't seem bad, is because these thoughts always interrupt your peace. Always even if the thought itself is neutral, or even if the thought is positive. Maybe you just got distracted by what you want to have for lunch, or what you're going to do this weekend. No matter what the thoughts are, they're keeping you from experiencing your natural joy and inner peace in this moment. They crowd your mental space, and because of that, they almost always lower your energy. And the fact that they're not negative in the traditional sense is what makes them so hard to catch because they don't seem like they matter that much so we let them run wild and as they do their impact compounds it grows and builds upon itself a little bit every day so to help put this problem into perspective 
I want to give you an example of the level of impact that an unfocused mind can have. Now, this is just an example to get you thinking a bit. It's not a hard and fast rule, and it's also not the only impact. But studies show that the average worker wastes two to three hours per day due to distractions and a lack of focus. Two to three hours a day out of an eight-hour workday. I mean, that's insane. That's about one-third of the time. So if you want to put a value on that, take whatever your salary is and divide it by three. If you make $100,000 a year, that's $33,000 wasted every single year. So if you draw that out over the course of your career, it means the cost of an unfocused mind is easily way more than a million dollars in income. And that's just the minimum. It's not even factoring in lost opportunities. If you could have focused better, you might have gotten a better salary or you might have gotten a promotion. Or even if you were to just invest that money and earn interest on it and let it compound over time. So we're talking about millions and millions of dollars lost for every single person just because we don't fix this problem. And that's just the financial cost. It also has an impact on our relationships, on our well-being, on our health. So yeah, it's a huge problem. And most people completely ignore it. But I don't want you to be one of those people. And there are two basic things that you can do to stop an overactive mind. The first is meditation. This has been proven over and over again. If you do one thing, just start a meditation habit today. It can be any length any style, just sit with your eyes closed and breathe for a few minutes. And if you need help with that, we have plenty of meditation series on the joywithin.org that you can choose from. The second is something that I call stepping back. This is a short 30 second breath technique that will help you to focus and find center really quickly in just a few breaths. I have free trainings on this elsewhere, so I won't get into the details here. Just go to thejoywithin.org and watch the stepping back video if you haven't already. The point is that it interrupts your overactive thoughts and it helps to bring the peace, the stillness, and the joy that we usually associate with meditation forward into your day. It brings that feeling with you as you move throughout whatever tasks you have to do that day. And I want to point out that these solutions aren't complicated. They're not hard. You just have to do them. If you think that you can't meditate, just try our Quiet the Mind series. You don't have to do anything. You just sit and listen to the recordings. Or if you need something short and simple that you can use in the middle of your day, check out the Stepping Back playbook. Both are great first steps. And both are included for our Happiness University members. So whichever route you choose, the most important step is that you do something. You have to decide to take back control of your mind. Because if you don't, these five types of negative thoughts will start to influence you. They will start to control you. And once they start, they just get worse and worse over time. The sooner you get started, the easier it is to take back control, even if you think the thoughts aren't that bad right now. 
I mean, like I said before, these thoughts are a multi-million dollar problem for each and every single one of us. And it's up to you to change that for yourself. So I hope that these last few episodes have been helpful. I hope they've helped you to think about negative thoughts in a new way and to see a little more urgency in them so that you can start prioritizing the simple actions that will eliminate that negativity once and for all. It is the only way to really become the calm, confident, and happy person that you truly deserve to be, and to experience a new level of joy, peace, and well-being, literally every single day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. When you're ready to put these ideas to work in your own life, head over to thejoywithin.org and sign up for Happiness University. When you do, you'll have access to all of the tools and strategies you need to eliminate negative thoughts by tuning in to The Joy Within. You can follow a simple step-by-step system to become the calm, confident, and happy person you deserve to be. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started today. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with someone you love, because I think we can all use a little more joy in our crazy modern world.